tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the Adam Gold Show. And it's the day after Thanksgiving, which means it is full-on Christmas season. Christmas music, on. Christmas trees, up. Christmas decorations, out. If you aren't putting a Christmas tree up this weekend, what are you even doing? Christmas lights lit. Lit. 100%. Even if you're eating Thanksgiving leftovers, it is Christmas season, and we are being gifted a great Christmas, first weekend of Christmas, sports season. I am Hayes Permar filling in on the Adam Gold Show. Dennis Cox producing. Coming at you across the state of North Carolina. It's one of those days. Okay, yesterday, I ate at my mother-in-law's house it was too much good food it was i stuffed Said myself <laughs> there were like six pies and cakes and other desserts desserts combined i couldn't even get to them like sweet potato was my dessert that's how good it was and i've got another thanksgiving meal coming today it is too much likewise with the sports right now like i love sports love college hoops Love the holiday tournaments. Love college football. Love rivalry weekend. Love the World Cup. Yeah. Love American soccer. Love potentially historic moments. Love the Canes. Yes. Would like them to score a little bit more, but I love them. Love the Rod Brendamore era. But right now, it is just too much. We will try our best to get through all the sports that happened yesterday and the sports that are coming up for you today and set yet another Thanksgiving table for you for sports. But there's a lot happening both locally and nationally. But let's start with the most important athletic thing that's happened in the past 24 hours. Well, I'm going to have to extend that, 27 hours. Dennis Cox, I destroyed the Turkey Trot 5K. Ah, uh, yes. First of all, I want, a holiday, coach? I want a holiday rule. Yeah, my oh, well, not even a coach. <laughs> Just Josh Goodson would say... Cross-country coaches don't do anything. Uh, if your coach can run beside you, which my wife was doing, that makes it a lot easier. There like I'm go. just like, I can't let her go. So you had a good coach. Uh, yes. But all turkey trots, first of all, I encourage turkey trots. It does make you feel better about the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, you feel better about, normally on Thanksgiving, I have no problems starting booze at, like, hours that come before noon. I'm not going to say how many or how long before noon. But after you've run a 5K, it's put on by a beer place. Shout out Trophy Brewing in Raleigh. You deserve a beer, right? Yeah. And after that, you can go home, shower up, and then start with, you know, whatever uh, drinking and eating you want to do. It feels good. But all trophy trots should be 5Ks. Don't give me your 10Ks. Don't give me your five milers. Don't give me your half marathons. No. I had a friend who ran a half marathon yesterday. Ridiculous. Why? All trophy trots should be 5Ks, and people should be encouraged to do them, even if you're just walking, get your whole family out there. Some can walk, some can run. I was trying to see what this 44-year-old dude can still do. And darn it, 
I was pretty excited about myself, Coxie. I was trying to think, 5K? like, I'm not a great golfer, but, like, I'm better than just, like, average dude who doesn't play ever picking up sticks, right? Like, I yeah. have at least some skill. And, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a non-athlete, but I can still do some things at my age that would render me, like, somewhat athletic. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get around a golf course around 90 strokes, sometimes even under that. Now I've found I can get around a 3.1-mile course in under 23 minutes. Okay, I can I still get that. up and down a basketball course. Let's go. Court. So that's the most important. Wait, for three hours, we're just going to break down my athletic life at 44, okay? Hey, I will chip in at I age need, 36, my no, athletic You know what? Life. I don't have room for that. It's just going to all be about oh, me okay. today. I, don't, I need to lift a little bit more. I don't really have the bulk that I need. I know that that's what you – no, no, no. But that was the most important thing that happened in my world athletically yesterday. Let's get out of the gate and start about some other, talk about some other sports things that are happening. I was going to break down my my adult league hockey team. <laughs> Not lacrosse. You play you play hockey. Oh, I play hockey now. Yeah. Now eight zero and one in our last nine. Hayes Permar. If you saw me on skates, you would be very fair to render a judgment of. Complete non-athlete right there. <laughs> like anybody who has any athleticism could figure out ice skates better and more quickly than this guy. I tried it last year in downtown Raleigh, and it was ugly. Uh, all right. I, I didn't know how to prioritize everything that happened yesterday, right? So I'm just going with this. It was Thanksgiving. The traditional sport is football. That's what we're getting out of the gate with yesterday. Right. The Bills beat the Lions 28-25. Lions did their part. They did respectable, and they did the Lions thing. They lost, right? Uh Jim Nance is Thanksgiving out, tradition. Uh, absolutely. Unlike any other. Jim Nance is out here completely jinxing kickers, and kickers were a big part of this game. Here was Nance j- chiming in on Thanksgiving. Do not talk to me about an announcer's jinx. Michael Badgley has not missed a kick all year. Field goal or PAT. Well, then I won't Don't say. You can talk about it. 29 yards. About it. Here's Badgley's kick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. No. Shorter than an extra point. And then we had a missed extra point later in that game, and it mattered, right? Because the Lions were able to uh, drive, kick a field goal, tie the game up with 23 seconds. We're going to talk more about this a little bit later. But Josh Allen has become a too-much-time quarterback. When the game is on the line, especially when it's like tied and there's no real pressure, you just know they're going to fling a little bit. Certain quarterbacks, some quarterbacks enter this realm for a season or two. Other quarterbacks seem to have it for their career, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen did not have it from the get-go. He did not have it his rookie year. Like, when Mahomes seemed to come out of the gate with too much time magic, right? But sure enough, Josh Allen got the ball with 23 seconds, nothing to lose, flings the ball immediately into field goal range to Stephon Diggs, one of the best wide receivers in the game, although there might be a better wide receiver who played later in the day. We'll talk about him as well. Diggs makes the catch. They do what they need to do to put their shaky kicker. I mean, he's not really shaky, but he had just missed an extra point, basically in the fourth quarter that could have clinched the game. Uh, and he comes out, nails the the game winner, and the Bills beat the Lions 28-25. Bills, obviously a Super Bowl contender. They're in the, regardless of what the record is, the path's going to be harder for them if they don't have a good record. But if they are in the playoffs, the Bills and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the AFC, and there's nothing that's shown me otherwise at this point. 
Uh, also on Thanksgiving football, it was the Cowboys beating the Giants 28-20. to I don't have a whole lot to say about this one other than the Cowboys seem to be a legit team in the NFC, but the NFC does seem inferior. Like, whoever comes out of the AFC, unless it's a total upset, like kind of like last year when the Bengals made it, if, if it's the Bills or the Chiefs out of the AFC, or even like the Ravens, who I don't even think look like a great team right now, or the Dolphins or somebody like that, if, if we see them win three games in a row, two games in a row in the playoffs, they're going to be the favorite in the Super Bowl. But the Cowboys, I think, are a contender. They're now at 8-3. and three. The game that was maybe the most interesting, Vikings over Patriots, mm-hmm. the night game, 33-26. Vikings now 9-2, and two, but I still don't take them seriously, except for Justin Jefferson, after Stephon Diggs made his claim to, like, I might be the best wide receiver in the game. Justin Jefferson came out and had another night. We broke Randy Moss's record for most wide receiving yards in the first three seasons. And he's just darn good. And he had the whole team grittying. He's got a dance about him. Yeah. That's a good wide receiver move. Gets that. Like, stuff like that separates Hall of Famers versus not Hall of Famers. It does. I'm not – I mean, currently, Justin Jefferson is on a path where he'll be a Hall of Famer on his, on his own merit, right? But even if his numbers don't get to where they need to be by the end of his career, they're like, yeah, but remember for like two seasons where everybody did this one dance and that was his dance? Yeah. That's Hall of Fame type stuff. That's uh, icky shuffle worthy. Yes. There was also a moment that I did not understand and kill, still cannot explain. Hunter Henry for the New England Patriots caught a ball that, that – if, if you caught a catch, he clearly got it over the, the goal line, too, so it's a touchdown, right? And if you watch it over and over again, I get you talk about the ball moving and stuff like that, but keep in mind, there's no out-of-bounds in play here. So there's no question of whether or not he was in-bounds or out-of-bounds. It's whether or not he caught the ball, and that's it. The ball never touched the ground. Yeah. I don't understand what we're doing and how catches aren't catches. If like, yes, after he moved it away from where it was near its point on the ground, it moved around on his chest, but then resettled in his arm. Like it never touched the ground. That's like, it's not the definition of catch in like the dictionary, but like by all means, if you never go near out of bounds and the ball never touches the ground and it ends up in somebody's hands. That is a catch by somebody. Yeah. I don't understand it, and I don't think we got an explanation. They tried to get an explanation from Bill Belichick, and he told the reporters, go do your job. It's not really that simple, but it was interesting to hear Bill Belichick this angry and stern about it. Why don't you guys go to the officials with your pool reporter and ask them about the play and let them explain it to you? Right? Like, isn't that what you do? Thank you. I, oh, and, and a thank you. Yes. Just to be a little bit more of a jerk about it. Thank I, you. I, I did. <laughs> thank you. you know, I don't think he really meant thank you. I think he meant don't ask me about that again. Thank you. I <laughs> feel like this this is going to be a theme of the day. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you. Uh, well, they did. The poor the, reporter actually did go to the official and ask right. them. And what, and what, what, so what the, was the explanation? The official said that there was a part of the ball that touched the ground. No. Even though Hunter Henry's hand was under 90% of it, no. like part of it touched the ground, no. causing the ball no. to move. Nope. And that's an incompletion. I was like, it's not what happened. It's not what happened. Not what happened. Didn't at happen. All. I'm not, I, not a Patriots fan here. Yeah. For the record, 
I just want common sense. Like, catches or catches. That ball was a catch. It was ridiculous. Meanwhile, maybe the, the most interesting part of the game, whoever does the turkey for NBC mm. may have gotten fired. Uh, they, you know what? The eating turkey thing, I know it's Thanksgiving, but, like, that was Madden. Yeah. That, that was Madden's thing to have a turducken and, and 16 turkey legs or whatever, and everybody got one, and nobody else can do it. It's like figure out your own thing. Come up with your own gimmick. Maybe it's sides. Maybe it's casseroles. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with eating. Figure something else out. But the eating turkey thing was a Madden thing, and that's it. And it definitely didn't work last night when Adam Thielen revealed they had some dry turkey before Kirk Cousins was called out for not even trying the turkey. Here's what it sounded like. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be able to play here on Thanksgiving at home, family, all the family here ready for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow night as I got turkey in my mouth. <laughs> but uh, it was a little dry. <laughs> hey, that's the best. I was. Uh, that's not the best. Uh, th- so in-, in the later part, she turns over to Kirk Cousins. She's like, hey, why aren't you eating any turkey? He's like, oh, oh no, oh, no, I'm e- I am. I'm eating it. And Justin Jefferson's in the background. He didn't even want to take his grills out to, to nah, eat the turkey. Nope. Somebody else made off of the leg, which is probably the juiciest part because, uh, you know, the dark meat tends to be a little bit juicier. But uh, whoever cooked the turkey for NBC did not get the uh, the free media love that they were they were hoping for because Adam Thielen called your turkey dry. Although I imagine we talk about the barbecue bowl. We want UNC and C State to end with a pig cooker being opened up and the team running over there and eating it. Yeah. Even like moist, good turkey and or barbecue – like, if you literally just played a game and you're stuffing your mouth with with meat, you it might be a little dry. Like, you, you might need to, like, sip a couple cups of water before you start consuming meat. So, maybe it wasn't the turkey. Maybe that's just a post-game uh, look. Next up, in college football, do you follow, do you, are you aware of the Sickos Committee, Dennis Cox? No, I'm not. So there's the College Football Sickos Committee. It's a Twitter account. It's kind of like um, referring to, like, there can be terrible games or games that you should have no interest in, but they just become dramatic. Like, it could be, you know, that bad late-night Hawaii game that you end up staying up late for because it's a shootout or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the old, a classic example is, like, the Virginia Tech-Wake 0-0 game where it becomes compelling of, like, I can't look away from this, right? So the Egg Bowl went down on Thanksgiving, as it does traditionally. Yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State playing against each other. And it became one of those where, like, even if you didn't care about these two teams, you were just drawn in. You've also got two personalities as head coach, Lane Kiffin, and uh, I'm picturing him now. And I Mike can't, Leach. Mike Leach, yes, uh, for Mississippi State. You have the drama of Lane Kiffin this week being announced or being reported to be gone for the Auburn job. And him sort of taunting the reporter many different ways, including in the press conference. We'll have some audio of that a little bit later. Uh, but I, And, by the way, I'm still not 100% sure that Lane Kiffin has made clear he's not going to Auburn. But he's made it clear that that reporter's report that he's signed a deal is inaccurate. But anyway, there was an actual football game to be played. And people got drawn in because it just got weird. Mississippi State has an eight-point lead late. And Mississippi has the ball, and they throw what is maybe designed to be a lateral, but the guy drops it, and there's that, I don't know, was it a backwards pass moment? Mississippi State falls on it, but a ref had blown his whistle before he did, 
Here's the ref explaining that play. Uh, there was an inadvertent whistle on the play while the ball was loose. We'll replay the down. First down. All right. Now, here's where I think the refs were right. An inadvertent whistle is a bad thing. You made a mistake. But when you come up there and you call it an inadvertent whistle, you're admitting your mistake, mm-hmm. right? You're saying, we goofed. You know, it's it's like calling a player down when maybe he, like, looked like he was about to go down, but he caught himself and his knee didn't actually touch, but you blew the whistle just a tad early because you were sure he was going down. It's like, darn it. I made a mistake, but we can't then let this player run for more yards because my whistle stops people. The same thing seemed to happen here. The ball hit the ground. The whistle blew. And it's like, even though it might have been a fumble, the guy standing closer to the ball didn't make an effort to get it because the, the whistle blew or whatever. So after saying it was an inadvertent whistle, we'll replay the down. Somehow the refs then decided, no, actually, we're not going to replay the down, and it's a fumble, and it's Mississippi State's ball. So now the game has gotten crazy. Then Mississippi State goes, and they're well within field goal range. They're up eight. A field goal will probably clinch the game. They're like first and goal, and the quarterback coughs up the ball. Just the worst thing to get. You could have probably taken a knee and run the clock, you know, 45 seconds four times, and you still might have won the game with the eight-point lead. Kicking your field goal, you almost definitely do. I understand going for the touchdown, but maybe the priority should have been more on protecting the ball. Mississippi gets the ball, Ole Miss. They drive the 98 yards or whatever. They score the touchdown. They're down eight. They need the two-point conversion to send overtime. They take a timeout. They take another timeout. Two timeouts to get your two-point play conversion set up, and they still don't get it. A shovel pass doesn't work. Mississippi State, I believe in an upset, although I saw some list of this. I don't have it in front of me. This is just classic SEC stuff. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss has been in the top 25 the entire season. Yeah. They were in the top 15 for like seven weeks of the season, about half the season. You know their best win is over? 9-2 Troy in the Sun Belt. Their SEC wins are over, like, Texas A&M, who stinks, Vanderbilt, who's, like, everybody's automatic win, except for they, like, actually beat a couple teams this year. Except for Kentucky. <laughs> and, like, so, I mean, they, they do not have a great win. It's sort of about the timing of their wins or, like, beating teams when it looked like those teams were good. Mm-hmm. So then it, it made Ole Miss look good, and then you forget later when that team falls off, like a Texas A&M. It's like, oh, maybe that win wasn't actually that good. But because they're an SEC team, they've been hanging around the top 25. Meanwhile, you know, Wake Forest and NC State beat a Florida State team that seems to be walloping people right now. That beat LSU? and That beat LSU that might go to the college football playoff. And you don't hear these talked about as like the quality wins that maybe they should be. Florida State's win over LSU or Waker State's win over Florida State. Interesting how that works. Uh, Speaking of Lane Kiffin. Here he is talking about the inadvertent whistle. I just and it, most of the time he talks, and especially when he's mad, he's entertaining. So I like to bring you the audio. Here's Lane Kiffin talking about the inadvertent whistle that led to a fumble in the Egg Bowl. As you heard them say, which they probably shouldn't have said to you guys, there was an inadvertent whistle, so they're going to replay the down. So even admitting that there was a whistle, so everyone stops. Yeah, and I mean I can repeat myself. Knox, in your fifth grade football, when the whistle blows. Supposed to do what? Stop. So all of a sudden we're supposed to coach different. So obviously I was very frustrated with that situation and told them right away, it's a lateral. I can see that. 
but everyone stopped because you blew a whistle that you already said you did. So no reasonable explanation at all except for, he said, well, their 44 didn't stop. Okay, so what does that mean? One guy didn't stop. Maybe he didn't hear it and everybody else did. So I don't know what to do about that. Loveland giving that. Love him going to his son. Hey, son, what do you do when the whistle blows? Stop. Look, he said stops. Even my fifth grade son gets it. Yeah. Fifth grade son, by the way, f like f one of his sons was blowing a fire extinguisher on the sideline, I think. Was, was that yesterday or was this a different game? I can't remember. But then after the game, he got the towel from the Mississippi State quarterback. Like, uh, you can't be out there, like, fraternizing with the other team, especially if your dad's going to use you as a prop at the press conference. Uh, but anyway, it was interesting. And college football sickos were loving the game. Hopefully, rivalry games that are happening today can be as entertaining. Next up, getting out the gate, World Cup. Uh, scores yesterday, because we didn't have a show. Switzerland over Cameroon, 1-0. South Korea and Uruguay played to a 0-0 draw. A little bit of an upset there. Uruguay, kind of a sneaky, fun, good team. Portugal over Ghana. This was interesting. Portugal a couple times looked like they had this in hand. Ghana scored some good goals. And then, I don't know if you saw this, Cox. This was like a, I can't believe this is happening at the World Cup moment. The, they did the thing where the player is like trying to make a play for at the goal. So then the keeper gets up and is everybody's running away from him and one player stays behind the keeper to like hoping the keeper will slip up and put the ball on the ground. And he does! He doesn't realize there's a dude from Ghana behind him. And the Ghana player runs at it and if he hadn't slipped, he probably would have been able to like knock it quickly away and then he's got to wide up a goal. Ow, I just did a kick and I just kicked the desk there while doing the motion of what that player did to do. Just, we got an injury on the on the show. Wow. I wish I had the Fox injury just, music play for you. Just kicked the desk there. <laughs> anyway, it was one of those like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened at the World Cup moments. Almost like that almost happened against uh, Team USA when they were playing Wales and late in the game, Gareth Bale had the uh, ball like, I don't know, 60 yards out. Mm -hmm. And the keeper was way out of the box. It was like, oh, my gosh. He's yeah. about to wind up on an empty net. And it was like one of those things that I can't believe we've seen on the World Cup. Fortunately, someone had the uh, wherewithal to pull him down. Uh, also yesterday, Brazil over Serbia, which is fun because Brazil, the World Cup's always better when Brazil's good. They had a couple cool goals, so I'm all down for Brazil being good. Today, interesting result early. Iran over Wales. This was not the best thing that could have happened for the United States. The best thing would have been for Iran and Wales to tie 0-0. Yes. Like no more goals on the sheet for them. Uh, but now it looks like there's a good chance, and it probably was anyway, unless there's a miracle today, USA-England, that one comes up at 2 o'clock. It's going to come down, yes, to USA needing to beat Iran. With a lot of, like, geopolitical uh, backdrop to this one, right? Like, and Iran looked like a really good team beating Wales. Now, they did get the benefit of Wales' keeper getting a red card late. They were playing with 10 men, and they scored both their goals in uh, extra time. So, but, like, it is no sure thing. It's not like we're playing Qatar, the host country, who, like, just gets pummeled by everybody. But shout out to Qatar, 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 however we're saying it for getting the first goal, World Cup goal in Qatar history. 
Uh, right now, it's Netherlands, Ecuador is tied 1 1 about midway through the second half there. And oh, yeah! At 3 30 today, we've got a rivalry game in the state college football, NC State, North Carolina. No real stakes in this one except for bragging rights, right? Uh, UNC is going to the ACC championship game regardless. UNC is out of totally out of college football playoff contention, so like state can't play spoiler there. State can't win a division title or anything. It is merely a little bit of like bowl jockeying. That's about it. But it's just bragging rights. Looks like the weather might actually be a little bit better than it seemed like it would be earlier in the week. So hopefully we'll get some decent play. But the field's gonna be wet. But hopefully we'll get a clean game. I'm not sure what's gonna happen. I think a lot. The player to watch for me is Ben Finley. Yeah. Uh, if he gets rattled early, throws a pick in the first quarter, it could go south. If he shows a little bit of confidence early, if State's defense steps up, then allows Ben Finley to get a drive or two in before ever falling behind, before NC's, uh, UNC's offense gets revved up, then maybe he can get some confidence under him that, that he can win this game. But I feel like if it goes bad, it could go very bad for Ben Finley. He's the key player for me. That is getting out of the gate. There's so much sports, we didn't even have time to talk college basketball. We'll break down the games yesterday, set the table for the games today. That's next on the Adam Gold Show. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I feel like the Friday after Thanksgiving, I should be allowed to do a show where I basically just play Christmas tunes in their entirety, mm-hmm. and you and I come in between like every third song, and we're like, hey, listen to uh, The Buzz, and we maybe do like you know, a funny setup or whatever, as if we're just like music DJs. Uh, oh, like we're a music station. No, no, no disrespect to... Music stations. Yeah. They do a lot of creative stuff. They do plenty of stuff outside of the actual radio shows. But, like, there's a lot more talking on a sports show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to fill some time. It's interesting, a little little inside baseball here. The, the parts where they talk, sure. the music stations, they call them breaks. Gotcha. That's what they refer to them as. Like, oh, yeah, I, I got a, a, I got a two-minute break here coming up. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Sure. And for us, I was like... Yeah, our commercial breaks are like four minutes and stuff. They're like, no, wait, like, how long do you actually talk? Like, for about forty-five minutes an hour. <laughs> yeah, like they're like, uh, wait, what? Yeah, you know, you're like uh, somewhere at nine to twelve minutes at a time. Sometimes uh, twenty-four minutes. Yeah, you know, break it up be. there. But today, I feel like I would be justified just being like, here are my how many could we get in in a three-hour show? But maybe ten an hour. Here are my third top. I can give you my top twenty-five Christmas songs in three oh, hours. We could play them almost all in their entirety. I could just chime in. We should do a mixtape of them. But instead, you losers want to hear about 
all the sports that are happening. It really is too much. Uh, again, the Canes coming up at 1 o'clock. Yeah. They'll be on uh, flagship station 99.9 The Fan here in the Triangle. They're taking on the Bruins. So we'll keep you updated on any goals that happen there. Although, based on the recent performance, maybe not very likely that there will be goals, especially off power plays. What do they owe for the last 600 on the power play, Dennis Cox? I think 603. I know 603 now. Blanked power plays. And it's against the Bruins. Uh, Pyotr Kuchnetkov. Kochekov. Uh, it's just Kuchi. Kuchi yeah. in goal. Yep. Recently re, uh, signed to a four year deal. About $2 million a year. So let's see if he and the team can perk up a little bit. Press the right buttons. Make the right combos. Get some more goals. Maybe get some goals from people that aren't named Aho Natchez or Svechnikov. Like, is that maybe is that too much to ask? No. Bur- Burns has been putting in a few goals. But maybe, you know, if some other, some other forwards want to put in a goal or two, that'd be okay. That'd be cool. Like Seth Jarvis or somebody. We'll see. Uh, and then obviously there's it's Thanksgiving. There's the glut of football. We had the mm-hmm. now not just two, three NFL games now. And I believe in the f- future, as soon as next year, I think the NFL is jumping in and saying, "Why are we leaving on Friday?" I think there's going to be a fourth pre-Sunday Thanksgiving weekend game. Yeah, it's a Black on Friday, Friday. Game on Amazon. Then there's going to be obviously college football, the traditional rival games that are going on all weekend long, including NC State, UNC, which we've talked about, and we'll talk about some more. But now. With Thanksgiving holiday hoops, we got college basketball crammed all up in here. The Phil Knight Invitational going on. Two of our triangle schools, two of the triangle schools are out there. NC State is in the Bahamas. So, let's take a look what happened yesterday. All three won yesterday, and it was a little bit like this. What's the, uh, oh, not Little Red Rider, Goldilocks of the Three Bears. Where it's like, oh, this one's, you know, this, this one's this, this was just right. This is how it was yesterday. UNC's performance is like, ah, it's not enough defense, right? Then Duke's performance was like, ah, not enough offense. Then NC State's performance was like, just right. Mm. Um, and so NC State, the big winner yesterday. UNC got the win over Portland, 89-81. But it's basically been the story for UNC uh, throughout the their 5-0 start now, where they came in number one, and they've basically stayed number one because they haven't lost but they have not looked like the number one team in the nation. They have struggled at times with some of these, in theory, lesser squads. Although you never know when you know when the season plays out, one of these squads they beat Portland ends up being a sneaky NCAA tournament team or something like that. They sure seem to have a bunch of dudes that could fill it up. And UNC did not do a great job of guarding them. They shot uh, lights out from three in the first half. So Portland kept it close, took a lead. Uh, it was back and forth for most of the second half, and then UNC sort of extended itself, got to the free throw line a bunch, and uh, Nance just too much for uh, Portland. When he when he if he's going to shoot threes the way he did, everybody's been saying like, oh, he bring he fills in pretty well for Brady Manick, but he doesn't shoot the three quite as well. He did yesterday. I think it was five or six or five of seven for three. 28 points. Caleb Love had another 23. Caleb Love continues to impress with his shot selection. Um, you know, occasionally he'll pull a long shot, but he's not just pulling silly shots, and he's not making terrible, uh, not making bad drives at the basket that result in just a thrown up shot when he doesn't get uh, open. He actually blew a couple layups where he made the exact right move, the exact right decision, and then just didn't execute the finish, which you don't like to see. But his decision making was uh, was not in question there. 
Duke over Oregon State, 54-41. Again, not enough offense from Duke. Kyle Filipowski carried him as he has with 19 points. But Duke shot 26% from the field. Yeah. You don't win a lot of games Gross. shooting 26% from the field. So I guess in that sense, good to gut it out. Like, oftentimes it goes to like, oh, we lost, but like, when is a team going to shoot 18 of 21 for three against us? That's kind of like what UNC mm-hmm. was griping about in the first three quarters of the game against Portland when everything seemed to be going in. Uh, Duke's sort of taking the reverse. Like, yeah, it was close, but like, we shot terribly. We'll never shoot yeah. that terribly again. It's like grinding out a one nothing win in hockey. And the good, the upside for Duke was they did get to the free throw line a bunch. And when they got there, they converted 17 of 21 for, for uh, Duke. That's one thing that UNC could have done. If they shot free throws better, they probably could have taken more control of that game uh, at points. Duke did get to the line, 17 of 21. That helped uh, cut into the scoring deficit that there was from the bad field goal and three-point shooting. Uh, and they come away with the win. Still, they're only lost to Kansas on the season. But still, Duke and UNC, But and I know it's like, doesn't seem fair to say this about UNC when they return this many starters, but every team's different. And now they're working in like how to, pe- uh, how to get you know, Nance into their rotation. There's no reason to believe that UNC won't be playing really good basketball come late in the season, right? Mm-hmm. That's not as assured with Duke. But based on the level of talent that they have and the future NBA prospects they have on the you know and the guys that are coming back off of injury, same thing. Like, yes, there are things to point to and there are uh, things that they are struggling with, but mostly they look like a team that will probably be a really good team. It's just a question of how good are they? First weekend good? Are they second weekend good? Are they Final Four good? Well, uh, you know, obviously not likely that they both end up in the Final Four again. But the best win, I thought, yesterday for of the three triangle teams was NC State because a win over a pretty good Dayton squad with a good coach in Anthony Grant, 76-64. They looked good in doing it. 27 points from Jarkel Joyner. Jack Clark had some great moments in this game uh, defensively. And just State has talent. That backcourt um, they've got multiple dudes who could put up 30 in a game. I mean, Joyner obviously can can fill it up. Jaquavian Smith on any given night can go out for 30. Or I mean, he's a guy that could have 40 in a game this season. He is a scorer. They have scores. They've been playing the pressure D. That win over Dayton, um, and who, who knows? NC State may go through the conference season and have no trouble and put itself well inside the bubble. But if history is any, indi- uh, any indicator – NC State is usually involved in bubble talks and wins over Dayton. Like playing teams like Kansas even helps you, right? Um, it's not going to, the committee's not going to look long and hard at like, oh, do, they were playing right with Kansas there for 80% of the game. It's a loss to Kansas, but it still helps your strength of schedule, right? Mm-hmm. A win over Dayton is a big non conference win for NC State when you look back and you need those to be differentiate yourself and that, and you obviously go cheer for Dayton to have a great conference season and, you know, become a top 25 team down the road. That helps you out even more today's games. All three teams play again. We've got Duke versus Xavier at three 30 UNC versus Iowa state at five 30 and NC state versus Butler. The nightcap. That's their last game in the Bahamas for the, uh, uh, fourth place in the bad boy mowers, Battle for Atlantis. Yeah. Love to get the sponsors right. And NC State faces an old friend in Manny Bates. 
playing with Butler. So that will be interesting to see how he squares off, who's more motivated. Uh, we'll see We'll see how Butler can, tries to handle NC State's high-octane guard offense. I'll be honest, didn't know Manny Bates is still playing basketball. He's still in the league. He's no. just in a different league. Yep. Yes, he's playing for Butler. So, again, since he stayed today, I'm sure there'll be a lot of love. Um, he's got some former teammates and obviously former coaches that he'll know. Actually, he's got to have some former teammates, but, like, the way that, the, you know, there's turnover and transfer portal, he may not have that many teammates left at NC State. On the other side, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Why was everyone jumping on this new trend of Kurt, of Turkey cooking? How about turkey cooking? A new trend oh. of turkey cooking. I'll tell you what it was that I saw everyone doing yesterday. I'll tell you why I'm mad about it next. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, Spermar filling in. Uh, you, you know, uh, do you ever talk to your friends when, like, we just got through election season? Thankfully, it's over. If you haven't already, pick up your signs. Yes, my goodness. Take the signs down. Okay. Uh, you know, they talk about the polls. There's like millions of polls now. Polls, polls, polls on polls. Everybody's in the polls. The I polls, think polls. A poll about polls recently. Polls, polls on polls on polls. Is there a North Pole? But then nobody ever knows anybody who's ever been talked to by. You ever been called by for a poll? Nope. Nope. You ever taken a poll? Nope. nope. Ain't asked me. I'm a regular guy. I know a lot of regular people. Nobody's ever had them. Similar to, for me, I don't know anybody who shops on Friday. I think they're. Ju- I think the news stations are just running stock footage uh-huh. of past years. I think if you went to a mall right now, it'd be empty, totally empty. There's nobody there. It's a good time to go shopping. Go out there. There's no crowds. Well, the thing is, as well, is that we've been seeing Black Friday deals this whole month. Yeah, that, that's yes, that is the. Other hey, part. November first, Black Friday special start today. Yep, twenty five percent off on select items. So I don't know anybody who actually shops. They, they tell me that everyone shops on Black Friday, but I don't know anyone who actually shops on Black Friday. What does happen on Black Friday? Sports. We yes. got a lot of it. In like 13 minutes, we got the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Boston Bruins up in Boston. Please, please score some goals. Please score some goals. Next up, USA versus England. So we got our... I'm, I'm in Raleigh, so I got... Yeah, we got to, that's what I'm saying. We play them all. I got City Pride on the line because I'm from Raleigh. We got State Pride on the line for the Carolina Hurricanes. We got National Pride on the line, the U.S. men's national team. Then at 3.30, we've got a state divided, UNC, NC State. We've got Duke Hoops taking on Xavier. Mm-hmm. At 5.30, we got UNC basketball. Who are they playing? Take it on Iowa State. Yeah. And then 10 o'clock, we got NC State. Basketball, it's just too much. UNC and NC State both have football and basketball games today. You know it's a holiday 
when you tune in to either UNC or NC State, and you're like, why is Jones Angel doing the halftime show? And they're like, oh, because Dave Nathan's out there doing basketball because Jones Angel's going to do football tomorrow. Like, you got to make those decisions, right? Yeah. You got happens sometimes during bowl season, too. Mm-hmm. We'll have a bowl game and a basketball game on the same day or a day apart in you know different time zones. Got to make those decisions. So. Well, like Duke basketball, like you said, is out west in Portland right now. They're in Portland as but well. They play host to Wake Forest tomorrow afternoon. You got to make decisions. Exactly. Who's going to call what? You bring in Chris Edwards. He's got to call one of those games. That's right. He's out, and well, the women are I think are out there too. And then the women, yep, the women. Yeah. You know, so you got multiple people. Maybe maybe it helps to have the men's and the women's team in the same city. You mm-hmm. probably probably share an engineer at least. Yeah. Yes, you so do. It is out. I do like to give. Uh, the the Grinch, Josh Goodson, is not here. He doesn't like it when I give shout-outs to people for, you know, he calls it just doing their job. Oh, of course. But it is a reminder when you watch all these sports, and as I watch two producers working on the day after Christmas, both within inside of me, that there are a lot of sports support staff people and broadcasters that sacrifice their holidays to put on these games, bring in these games. I'm watching Trip Tracy and Mike Maniscalco and the crew up there. I'm watching Rusty work over to my left. I see you, Dennis Cox, working. Uh, you see all the people that bring you these NFL game stuff. So uh, thanks to all the people that help bring us all these sports. But I got another people that I got a bone to pick with in oh. the Thanksgiving world, Dennis Cox. Literally? Yes. It's all these fancy pants. It's the same people who it's not just good. Like, growing up, they were I I respect North Carolina barbecue, but it was like a little little too much. Like you had to, you had to know somebody who owned a pig cooker, right? Mm-hmm. And usually you know somebody in the neighborhood who did. And you could either borrow them or like you know pay them to come do your party or whatever, or you could you know pay somebody. But now more and more people have access to all this smoking, right? Everybody's doing all this smoking. So like, whereas I thought to, to have grill competence, I, had, I needed to be able to like cook some burgers and dogs cook some steak. I don't need to be able to really cook, slow cook Eastern North Carolina pork barbecue. That comes at special occasions yeah. or my friends who have pig cookers, right? So everybody started getting all fancy. They're smoking wings. Like I could do wings on a grill, but like smoking them and stuff. They, these eggs, these smokers, these pellet things. Well, the, the pellet smoker, egg owning, Spend six hours every Saturday getting up at the crack of dawn crowd has finally reached into the traditional Thanksgiving turkey. And now everybody's doing this thing called, I don't even know if I'm saying it right because it sounds like it should be an FCC violation. Yeah. But I believe it's spatchcocking. That's correct. It was about 15 years ago or so where like the only turkeys that were being served were coming out of ovens. Mm-hmm. And the fried turkey trend came along. And like... I thought it was cool. I tasted them. They tasted good. I went and got the equipment. It's not a whole lot. I added that to my cooking repertoire. Okay. So now I can grill a steak, cook some chicken on the grill, make some burgers, dogs, and I can operate a fryer enough to fry a turkey, or I could like I could even steam some oysters, right? Respect. I can do some things. I can make a fine turkey fried. But now that wasn't enough. Mm-mm. These elite grill masters had to separate themselves Drill elitist. from the average dudes like me who could now fry turkeys pretty well. And they were like, ah, we got we to we gotta separate ourselves even further. And we got to do something that maybe involves some like charcoal. Yep. We need a lot of timing and 
time involved. Need some wood chips. We need ch- flavored chips. You yeah. need certain types of wood, the hickory. not just chips. The hickory. Though it, well, it's going to like depend on. It's going to match the spices on your bird. That's true. You know, That's a fair point. I'm going with cedar because I'm going with a little more salty uh, bird. You know, like these types of people. They're trying to keep me out of their of their turkey club. It wasn't enough. I was looking cool frying a turkey, but now they are spatchcocking the thing, mm-hmm. where apparently you kind of. Rip the thing apart at the middle, spread it out, and then put it over some low heat and let it go for a while. Well, I've, I've just had enough of it, okay? I, I'm not doing I'm frying my turkey, and it tastes good. I got my Tony Cacheris, or however you say it. It's the Bojangles-like seasoning okay. out of my bird. It's been sitting there. I buttered her up under the skin. That's the way to do it. And now I'm just going to fry my turkey. But I've been made to feel inferior. And this is the year. I went and looked... And, like, the Google Trends, it started around 2012, but, like, it was still very small then. And every year on Thanksgiving, the search for spatchcocking has gone up. And, like, I bet once the the data is compiled, it went from, like, last year was big to, like, a huge spike this year. This is the year. So next year, you're going to have people like me that want to be in the club that are going to be like, Okay, I got to either get the equipment or like learn how to operate my charcoal grill better. But not me. I'm not jumping on this trend. I'm not going to try and prove my worth at Thanksgiving. I'm just going to continue the frying trend. You should spatchcock it and then deep fry it. Get ahead of the game, Hayes. Do both. Do both. I'm trying to think. No, no. I want to know what the next trend is going to be. Well, that's that is going to be the next trend because you're going to set it. No, the next trend is going to be like. Uh, 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 We're gonna sous vide it. Yes, yes, yes. sous vide a turkey. That Let's is go. definitely gonna be it. You are spot on. You need you're gonna get a big big vat. Yeah, maybe do it like in your washing machine, probably, and sous vide the dang turkey. Do it in the That's bathtub. exactly yeah. as soon as I learn how to spatchcock, they're gonna be sous videing. That's how this is gonna go. I've seen them on this before. Yep. They just don't want me in their club, but they can have it. I'm sticking with frying. And it tastes just fine. All right. We got the Carolina Hurricanes coming up at 1 o'clock. We got rivalry games. We got rivalry. They're all rivalry games. Canes, Bruins. That's like our recent rivalry. USA, UK. Rivalries don't get bigger than that. And then UNC, NC State. We will break down all of those. Deeply, immensely, analytically, and we'll do it in just one minute. Literally one minute takes. That's coming up. Next on the Adam Gold Show. Hit me with some Christmas tunes. Good 